So we want him to rise in this place.
I don't 
This is Bernice. Thank you for tuning into Devoted with Bernice. So today we're going to talk about. We're still continuing with our series on perversion.、Um, this is the last one. This is the part two of deliverance from perversion.、Um, so I'm going to be sharing steps into getting delivered. Um, this is the most important part of this whole series. So, if you think that somebody is struggling with、um, homosexuality, perversion, really send them this one. Send them the other ones too, but you want to listen to this one because this was a download from the Lord、um, as I was in worship, praying about this, and just seeking Him in what to basically talk about today. Um, the series has been long. <laughs> It's been very long. I thought I was gonna do it in, you know, like a quick week or two. No, It's been months、uh, because sometimes deliverance takes a long time. It's like an onion, you know. You gotta take out some layers, and every layer has another layer. You know, that's how deliverance is. Sometimes you cannot. Evict everything out immediately. It takes process. It takes time sometimes,、um, because sometimes the person cannot handle it. And I've I've heard other deliverance ministers talk about the fact that when they did drive out every spirit out of a person, they literally could not handle it. They didn't know how to live. Um, and I think that's the reason why sometimes in deliverance,、uh, you take it session at a session, you know. And then you teach the person how to remain free. I believe that a lot of the people in the Bible that were before us, I believe they called God, they called Jesus Rabbi, you know, teacher. Because he didn't just come and command spirits out of people and heal the sick and do miracles, signs and wonders, but he taught, you know, he taught people how to live righteously. He taught them how to live the way that God has called them to live. And through that, we have all these wonderful Bible, you know, characters and Bible people in the Bible that are very real, as you and I are real.、Um, And they literally, their stories teach us what to do and not what to do. You know, even the parables in the Word of God teach us. And so the the reason that many times deliverance is not working is because there's no teaching with deliverance. Teaching has to come with deliverance. You know, Jesus taught them before he did miracles. He He taught them, you know, and then he delivered. He taught them, and then he preached, and then he 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 healed the sick, and he he did miracles, signs and wonders. He always taught. They didn't they didn't they didn't know him, you know, 
first and foremost as a miracle worker, they knew him as a teacher. And that's why when he started at the age of 12, you know, he started to teach in the, in the church, in the synagogue. Why? Because the, there is power in teaching. There is deliverance that even happens when somebody is teaching the word of God. The word of God is miracle in itself. It's deliverance in, in, in itself. It's healing in itself. And so last time I, when I talked about de- deliverance from perversion, uh, homosexuality, I was... Okay, Lord. All right. I was telling you all to read the word. I, told, I gave you some Bible verses that I wanted you to read every single day, out loud, every single day. Read it. If you have to sit in the mirror and read it, read it. Because when you do that, you're using the sword of the spirit, and that's one of the weapons that we are you we are given in the spirit to be able to destroy the assignment assi- the assignment of the enemy. We see that even in the word of God, when Jesus came in contact with the devil in the wilderness, where he was led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, he didn't just end up there by himself; he was led. And sometimes certain things that you go through is for God, is God has led you to go through it. Job went through it, you know. It was not something that was a surprise to the Lord. Um, even Elijah went through his own, you know, wilderness in the cave with the fact that Jezebel came and spoke some, some um, not so great things and he got fear. Um, that was his wilderness. The Lord knew that Jezebel was going to come. He, God could have stopped it. God could have stopped you from encountering that demon of homosexuality. You know, but the thing is that there is a will, you know, and there is a God. And God gives us the willpower to do what we want. You know, sometimes our own desires, our own wants and needs, and our own um understanding can lead us into the path of death and sometimes the consequences is what happens to you when you don't obey God is that you open yourself to demons and sometimes God allow it to happen because you wanted it or you were at a place or you were at a season or you were with certain things or you were doing certain things that you wanted and the consequence of what you wanted was that spirit that came along with it. And so, and even sometimes it's not you, it's the people in your generation that has passed down that spirit. And so it has to start from, it has to start from somewhere. You know, somebody has to open the door for that spirit to come in. It doesn't just come in just because. Somebody has to open, every demon that comes in the person, there has to be a door that was open. Even generational curses, there was a door that somebody opened in the family. But you are the Gideon. You are the Gideon that is about to come and erupt and dismantle that altar and remove that from your generation and even from yourself. So the Lord is telling me right now to pray. God, I thank you for this time. We honor you, Adonai. We celebrate your name. 
the name that is above all names, the one that is righteous, the one that sits high and look low, the great I am is who we, we come here for. We come here for you, Jehovah. We come here for you, Jesus. We come here for you, Holy Spirit. And so we welcome you here. We open our heart gates to you, Adonai, that you will come in and dwell with us. We thank you for waking, up, waking us up this morning. We thank you for giving us a new day. We thank you for your righteousness in today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the things that you showed us, you showed us from today that we thought were for us. We thank you, God, for covering us from every snare of the enemy. We thank you, God, for Pekuria Soto Rabata. We thank you for placing um, people in our lives that are righteous, that are have a, a, a right mind and a right heart for us, God. We thank you for the food on our table. We thank you, God, for, for your kingdom, your kingdom. And we thank you for all that you do, your, your, your greatness that you do in this world, in our lives, God. Even the things that we take for granted, we say thank you and we repent for taking those things for granted, granted God. And so we thank you for this moment of deliverance that is about to come in the room in your people's lives, those that are desperate for you. You see the desperation, the people that are desperate. God, you see your heart. You don't see the physical. You see the spirit. And so, God, I pray to Lord, everyone that is desperate for, for, for deliverance will get it today, that they will be doers of your word and not just hearers only because there is a doing that needs to be done for, for, for deliverance to happen. There is something that they need to do on their part to see the manifestation of complete wholeness and complete deliverance. So I pray even now that these words that I speak, that you allow me to speak, Lord, will not fall on rocky ground, but God, it will fall on the ground that you've called it to fall on. That it will that, Lord, things will not come and remove it. People will not, ah, yes, Lord. Ah, that doubt will not come. I come against the spirit of doubt right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray faith in this room. Holy Spirit, release faith in this room. Release faith in the minds of your people. Faith comes by the word of God. Hearing comes, faith comes by the hearing and the hearing by the word of God. So I pray faith in the room right now. Let faith arise in the hearts of your people. Let faith arise in the circumstances. We come against every word that has been spoken in the minds of your people that has that has ensnared their faith right now that has caused them to feel like what it is that they are requiring from you of deliverance is not capable of father you are the one that gives deliverance god you said lord the healing is the children's bread the woman came and she said to you even the dogs get even the dogs, Lord, get the, the things that has fallen down from the table. And so, Father, there is deliverance for your children. Who the sun set free is truly free indeed. I pray now, Lord, you will arise faith in the hearts of your people and the minds. Ah, yes, indeed, you are the miracle worker, God. You are the one that called Lazarus from death. You rose up on the third day. Oh, yes, you are the one that healed the sick, the leprous, God. You are the one that called for the man that was crippled to be able to cut to to be able to pick up his mat and his his mat and walk. Lord, you are the one that. Oh yes, you are the one that instructed Moses to call forth. 
to call forth water from the rock. You are the one that caused Moses to part the sea. Oh God, for the Israelites to walk on. Father, you are the one that caused the sea to overtake the, the, the Egyptians. You are the one that caused, oh yes, you caused Joshua to possess the land. You are the one that caused Joshua to get wisdom in how to call the, the people to worship and to praise until the walls came down. You are the one, Father, that helped Esther to get wisdom in how to overtake Haman. Oh God, you are the one, Father, that dried up the blood of the woman that was bleeding for many years. You are a miracle worker. You are the one, Father, that caused water to come forth. You are the one that caused the blood of Jesus to set us free and to cleanse us from our sins. Miracle happens when you speak. You created the world with your voice, Lord. You spoke and it was and you still speak and it is and so god i thank you for speaking deliverance over your people i thank you for speaking healing over your people yes indeed god your word says our lord greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world and so i pray that that you rise up the conqueror in the in, in your people right now that everything that has come to snare them and take their minds off of your power is demolished now in the name of Jesus. We uproot you. And you have no dominion here. These are sons and daughters of God. And their freedom is in the hand and in the hands of the Lord. They are vessels. I hear the Lord say, you are vessels of his and you are not far from him. He says that his love for you will never cease. Nothing can separate his love for, from you. Nothing can separate the love of God from you. And so I thank you for your embrace today, God. God is embracing you all today. Thank you for your embrace today. Oh, thank you for your embrace today, Father, over your people. You are not wretched. You are not gone too far you are not hopeless you are not without treasure you are a gift and you are a treasure to the lord even in the bondage that you find yourself there is ah so god is saying there is earth in vessel you are a vessel oh yes there is the vessel that he's coming after he's he's coming after the vessel that he's placed inside of you even before you were formed in your mother's womb jeremiah oh yes he even before you were formed in your mother's womb, Samson, God is coming for the vessel, the vessel that he placed in you even before, oh yes, thank you, Lord, even before, even before you were formed in your, in your, in your mother's womb, Esther, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, Hagar, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, Isaiah, the Lord is calling you even before you were formed in your mother's womb, he placed that vessel in you, Joshua, he placed the vessel in you and there is prosperity in you. There is purpose in you that he is after. You are purposeful. You are not a mistake. God is saying to you, you're not a mistake. The things that happen to you, he's going to, ah, thank you, Lord. The Lord is showing me Romans 8, 28. He said, watch and see that I will not make this thing. Bring out the goodness that I've called it to come out of you. Watch and see that everything that happened, that I'll make it. To, I'll make it work together for your good. 
for your good, for your good. Ha. Oh, yes, God, I thank you for the laughter that is coming in the mouth of your people. I thank you for the laughter that is coming with deliverance, God. I thank you for the laughter. I thank you. God is showing me right now when he led um, angels to visit Abram and Sarah. And God is saying that, Thank you, Lord. That he's going to lead angels to visit you guys. Yes. If you, you, you might think, oh, how will angels come before me? How will angels come in my presence? That you are, you, you, some of you are saying, how will angels come in my presence when, when I'm, I do this and I, I, I'm this and I do this and, I, I, and this and that? God says that he's going to send his angels in your presence, that they will come and bring deliverance. They will come and bring healing into your lives. They will even come and bring restoration into your life. Yes, they will come with the word to minister to you. They will come with a prophetic anointing that will come around you, that you will know what it is that God is taking you through and into the next. God says that he'll be kuri iskataya, that just, just as he called angels to go and meet Sarah, Sarai and Abram, that your name is going to change. Yes, indeed, from Abram to Abraham. Yes, your name is going to change from Sarai to Sarah. There is a name change that will happen when you encounter the Lord in worship and prayer in his word consistently. He will change your name. Yes, he will. You will not be homosexual anymore. You will be free. You will be a son. You will not be a a, a, a sneered one, but you will be free. You will desire men as a woman. You will desire women as a man. Oh, yes, you will. The name is changing. God is going to change your name, but he wants you to lean on his own. He wants you to not lean on your own understanding, but lean on his understanding. And his understanding is found in his word. His understanding is found in his word. So, God, I thank you for the understanding that you're bringing into your people, your words of the Lord with wisdom you created the the world and with knowledge father you 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 made it so i thank you i thank you i thank you for wisdom and knowledge you 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 made the world with wisdom and knowledge you created and you formed it with wisdom and knowledge and so god i pray that lord you will open the eyes of these people these ones that will be able to hear your word as they read it give them revelation give them rhema god oh yes Yes, the rhema that said abakuri isarama, the rhema that shekuri iskata, rebe sete bakuri itana, the rhema that shakes the things out of them, the rhema that burns the thing out of them. That has been there for many years. Oh God, arise in them the prophets that you've called them to be. Arise in them the apostles that you call them to be. Oh yes, arise in them the he the David anointing that you call them to be. Arise in them the the summer's anointing upon their life. Oh yes, thank you, Lord. Arise in them the poetic anointing upon them uh, upon their lives. God, arise in them the angel engineering grace upon their lives arise in them the the apostolic pastoric anointing upon their lives right now the evangelical anointing upon their lives arise it in them you don't know who you are 
The Lord says you don't know who you are because you've been blinded by the Spirit. But God says He's going to change it. He's going to change your name and He's going to show you who you are. I feel the let the wind of the Lord come upon you. Let the fire of the Lord come upon you. In the name of Jesus. I feel a shaking. I feel a shaking. God is going to shake you so much that the things that were falsely placed upon you will leave. Like an earthquake, like an earthquake, there will be a shaking upon you. Zerebasata, that the shaking will propel you into your next. But the Lord is telling me to tell you to stay in His presence. It is the yoke that breaks. The yoke is going to break, but it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. And the anointing is... Thank you, Lord. The anointing is found in the olive. It's found in the crushing. And this thing that you're going through, well, it, it crushed you. It did a lot of things to you. But God is saying that he's going to use the crushing to bring anointing out of you. And that anointing is going to heal you and heal other people. And so I pray even on the Lord, those that have ears to hear, let them hear. Those that have eyes to see, let them see in the name of Jesus what you are saying to to your people at this time. Let there be that shaking that I'm feeling, God. Let there be that shaking. Oh, let there be that shaking that you want to bring into their lives. Embrace the shaking of the Lord. For when he shakes you, he moves you. When he shakes you, things leave that are not supposed to be there. When he shakes you, there is anointing that comes upon you. Let there be that shaking, God. Oh, the shaking is opening the prison gates. I thank you, God, for the shaking that you're going to bring upon your people as they step into the next with you in this deliverance section, God, that they will hear you, Father, not me, but let them hear you, God, in all your fullness, Lord. Let them acquire what it is that you're saying in your word in all your fullness. Let your minds acquire you. I come against, in the name of Jesus, every mind-blocking spirit, in the name of Jesus, everything that's around them that is trying to block them from being able to hear you i cancel it with the blood of jesus and i ask you lord that you will send angels to the atmosphere to their presence to remove every hindrances every snares everything that is around them that is causing them not to be able to hear your word and hear these instructions i pray the lord let this word fall on good soil that it will sprout good fruit and good tree thank you lord yes indeed i yield myself to you adonai 
my mouth, my eye gates, my ear gates, everything within me, God, is unto you. That you will speak through me as you wish, Lord, as you want, Father. That your people will be delivered, God. There will be deliverance that will come. There will be deliverance in the name of Jesus. There will be deliverance. I thank you, God, for setting the captives free. I pray that, Lord, you send your angels to the east, west, south, north to release what your people are in need of. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We won't won't be ashamed We'll keep confessing Jesus reign No matter how long We'll keep on praying Nothing can stop
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. I hope that you were blessed by the song. This song was called... It's by Todd DeWinley. And um, it's called Stand Forever. And right after I prayed, I felt in my spirit this song. And this is to remind you to stand forever. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what's going on in your life personally... You have to choose to stand forever, that you're not going to get tired. You know, Paul talked about how we are to run the race that has been set before us, right? Because you want to hear the Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have to keep on running this race. Remove everything that easily entangles you. Hebrews talks about that. Um, The race that is set before us, there is, you know, just as Jesus had some sufferings, and he had his cup of baptism, his cup of suffering, you know, his cup of victory. We also have to bear our cross and bear the cups that come with our cross. There are some cups that come with the cross, right? Every time you take communion, remember that, you know, there is cups of suffering. There's a cup of, you know, um, victory. There's a cup of um, selflessness, sacrifice, Right? Jesus, the cup that we drink, it symbolizes a lot of cups that he had to drink. Remember when the, the two, well, the mother came uh, to Jesus and said, you know, can you, can you take my, my kids with you? And, he's, and Jesus told, told the mother, you, you know, you, you're, can your sons bear the cup? Can they drink from the cup that, I'm, you know, I have to take? It, it didn't mean that he literally had to drink a cup, but it means that the suffering that he was going to go through, can he go through that suffering? And many of you, the things that you're going through, God is going to use it. You know, the suffering, you know, I, God never wants to see his children bound to any spirit or any demon. That's not God. God wants to see his children walking in freedom. That's why he wants you to always see him in all your ways so that he will direct your path. 
because he knows that the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. And he knows that the enemy comes with a, during an opportune time. Remember when the, when the devil left Jesus, what did they say? It said that he, you know, he, he left, but he, he's going to come back during, during an opportune time, right? Just because he left doesn't mean that he's not coming back. He always roams to and fro looking for somebody to devour. And God doesn't want you to be the one that he, he, he's looking to devour. He wants you be, to be the one that can resist the devil, you know, turn to God, resist the devil, and he will flee, right? Uh, the, it doesn't, the, the Bible says that, you know, the, 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 the storms, you know, the troubles, the, the, the things will form, it will form, but it will not prosper. It will form against you, but it will not prosper. A thousand will fall on, on your left-hand side and 10,000 on your right-hand side. But only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. The trials, the tribulations will form, but it will not prosper. And many times, because we step out of the presence and the, 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 the covering you know, of God, the, the, the Jehovah Nisi, who is our banner, the banner of God, when you step out of his banner, you are a bait for the enemy. And that's why he says that you have to ask him and he will order your steps. Man plans his way, ways, but the Lord directs his steps. When, when the devil came to Job and tried to do anything against him, he couldn't. Why? Because God has placed a hedge over him. And so when he came to the Lord and, you know, the Lord said, have you tried, have you seen, you know, tried my, my servant Job? Um, and I'm paraphrasing, um, the, the, the devil said, you've placed a hedge over him. I can't, you know, he can't touch him. Right. And so God, whenever you are in the will of God, in the presence of God, he has a hedge over you that the enemy cannot even find you one or even come near you and do anything against you. The enemy might try to form the, 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 the battles and the things against you, but it will not prosper. It will not prosper. And so sometimes when you get out of his presence, when you disobey and become a Jonah, you, you are swallowed up. But God listens to Jonah's prayers, right? Jonah seeked him even in the belly of the, the fish. He created an atmosphere in the belly of the fish. He, he sought the Lord in a place that was uncomfortable. He sought the Lord in a place that swallowed him. You can create an atmosphere in your presence for the Lord. You can, wherever you are in your bondage, you can create an atmosphere for God to hear you and as an atmosphere of prayer, an atmosphere of worship, an atmosphere of the word for him to hear you and rescue you. Jonah prayed to the Lord and God doesn't just see you, but he sees your prayer he sees in the spirit. And so he saw Jonah's heart. He saw Jonah's repentance. He saw Jonah's plea for, for deliverance from the, the, the place that his disobedience led him. And, God, and, and the Lord led him out. The very thing that swallowed him vomited him out. And so what God is saying is that the very thing that swallowed you, the spirit of perversion, homosexuality will have to vomit you out when you seek him, when you become humble before him and pray for deliverance. So I'm going to, today I'm going to walk you through what God shared with me, exactly what he shared with me. And before I was, after the song, well, during the song that you guys heard, 
the Lord was telling me that he's going to restore your femininity again for women that are going through that are going through deliverance from perversion. He's going to restore your femininity again. And men who have lost your masculinity, God says he's going to restore your masculinity again. But the key is to seek him in this. You cannot be free without his presence, without him. Jonah created a presence in the belly of a fish. Therefore, you can create a presence anywhere that you are, wherever you are. So remember last time I spoke to you guys, I said, um, during this deliverance, you want to have two things in your mind. One, you want to tell yourself, well, after the fact that you have um, voiced and agreed that you want deliverance, because that which is uh, revealed is ready to be delivered, right? Is ready to be healed and delivered. Um, I, I told you guys, every day tell yourself, I want to be free from everything that keeps me from loving God. I want to be free from everything that keeps me from loving God. And you can add to it from, from your purpose. You can add to it from your future, your family, your, your, your life, your, your peace, your freedom. You want to, you know, say those things. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to add to. Whatever it is, you can add to it. But you want to say, I want to be free from everything that keeps me from loving God. And the second one is, God is a jealous God. God is jealous for me. He is jealous for me. I want you to say that every day. God is jealous for me. Okay? And I want to be free from everything that keeps me from loving God. All right. So this second part, last time I talked about, you know, how homosexuality comes in. I also talked about why the enemy wants to see you bound to homosexuality. And then I touch a little bit about um, your purpose, you know, why the enemy is after your purpose. So now the second part. I'm going to talk about these parts. And this is what God gave me in worship and prayer. Um, One, the the, the thing that the Lord wants you to do is you do not want to agree with that spirit. You do not want to agree that you are homosexual. No, 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 no. Do not say that you are homosexual. You don't ever want to say that. You do not want to come into agreement with that thing. Like how a parent might see a child, let's say, for example, you know, a parent might see a child um, behaving a very odd way. Like maybe the child is saying, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. The child is saying they're, they're not beautiful, right? You know, they have, maybe they are too short or maybe, um, you know, their mouth is, you know, they, they might have some weirdness in their teeth or something. And so they will say that you're not beautiful. A parent will not say you are not beautiful. A parent, a parent will say, no, you are beautiful. Your uniqueness is beautiful. A parent, a good parent will say, no, you are beautiful. You are fearfully made. You know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. They will reject that thing that is trying to come into the ear of the child or into the spirit of the child and say, no, we stop those words. 
We are going to say in this house that I am beautiful. And so the Lord is talking to you as a father to tell you to tell yourself that I am straight. I, if you're a woman, say I am a woman. If you're a man, say, you know, say you are a man. But you want to say the things that are of the Lord. When you do that, you reject the things that the enemy is trying to place on you. So if you have um, agreed with that spirit and you have, you have proclaimed yourself to be homosexual, you have identified yourself, you know, with the he, she, they, them, you know, all of that is what the Lord told me was that that's legions. You know, in the Bible, when Jesus met the, 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 the guy who was in the cave and, and Jesus asked him, you know, what's your name? And he said, you know, legions, because we are many. People who who identify themselves as them and they, those people have demons. It's not just one demon, it's many demons. And so those demons are identifying themselves as many. And so they don't know what they're opening themselves to, right? And so what God is telling you to do is to unagree to the fact that you have agreed with that spirit. So now I want you to say, I, in the name of Jesus, I renounce every agreement that I have made with my mouth, with my words, written, unwritten, spoken, unspoken, that I made with the spirit of homosexuality and perversion and lust. You want to renounce those words in the name of Jesus. Okay? So say out loud, I am not gay. I am a woman, and if you're a man, say, I am, you know, if you're a man, say, you are a man. And say, I am not attracted to the same sex. I am a daughter, or you can see if you're, if you're a, um, a, a man, say, you are a son of God. And say, I am straight. And then say, I am a woman waiting for my future husband. And if you're a man, say, I, you know, you are a man waiting for your future wife. I want you, God wants you to every day look in the mirror and say these things out loud. You are reaffirming your identity when you do that. You are reaffirming who God called you to be, allowed you to be born as when you do that every single day, your words have power. It says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat its fruit. And so people who eat the fruit of homosexuality is because they have been pronouncing that over themselves. And some of you, it's not you that pronounce it over yourself. It's people in your circle or people in your family or even people before you that pronounce it over yourself. But you have the victory. You have the power to renounce it with your words. With your words. So every day, say this over yourself. What I said, say it over yourself every day. Disagree with that spirit. And some of you, whenever you have to start to disagree with that spirit, what the Lord is showing me is that you, you, will, you will find it hard to open your mouth and speak it out. Press in. Don't let that spirit stop you. 
you will feel uncomfortable, it's okay. That spirit is feeling uncomfortable. You are evicting that spirit gradually. Whenever you do that, you will have a lot of uncomfortability throughout this process. But the more you do it, the more that spirit will feel uncomfortable. If let's say that you are, you know, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. What the, what the Lord is showing me right now is that the more you do this, the more you disagree with the spirit, the more you renounce the spirit, the more you opening the light of Jesus into that atmosphere of that spirit. Every time you are, what I'm seeing is like a light that is shining on the floor in a dark room and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and as it gets bigger guess what is going to happen is go it's going to overtake the darkness so every time you are disagreeing with the spirit every time you are renouncing the spirit every time you're identifying yourself as the woman that god god birthed you as or as a man that god birthed you as what you what you're doing is you're shining the light of jesus against that spirit and wherever there is light darkness cannot abide okay Darkness cannot dwell there. So every day, do that. The second, the second thing that the Lord was telling me to tell you guys to do is that every day, every week, you know, every week, go and buy a gift for yourself. Go and buy a gift for yourself. A gift that if you're a woman, if you were born a woman, go and buy a feminine gift for yourself. If you were born a man, go and buy a masculine gift for yourself. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be for you know a dollar to you know two dollars. If if you're a man, go and buy shaving shaving cream. You know that you know men use shaving cream to to shave your your face. You know you can buy masculine things. Okay, toys, video games, whatever that men men like. If you're a woman, you can buy yourself you know a perfume or some nails. You know you know you can buy some. Uh, makeup, some lipstick, uh, you can buy flower, buy something that is feminine for yourself, okay? And the other thing the Lord is the Lord was telling me that every week uh or okay, thank you Lord. For, you know, um I'm sorry for the background noise. Let's just let, let's just um Think about the background noise as the prophetic prayer that I was talking about that the Lord led me to say that there is a shaking that's going to happen in your life. Let, let this background noise of this truck be the shaking that is happening as, as you're going through this teaching, okay? Um, and the, what the Lord was telling me also is that, you know, buy a gift for your future husband if you're a woman. If you were born a woman, buy a gift for your future husband. If you were born a man... Buy a gift for your future wife and lay it at a place that you can always see it. And the reason why God is telling you to do this is because you are having a mindset of the future. Okay, even now, you're having a mindset. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are pregnant with your future. You will always be pregnant with your future. Like how a, a pregnant woman is anticipating the birthing of their child. They go out and buy strollers. They go out and buy, you know, baby clothes and all these maternity stuff. 
God has a, a, a wife for you as a man. God has a husband for you as a woman. But sometimes you need that, that thing that will help you remember and prepare and help you prepare for that. Oh, thank you, God. All right. This was not part of my notes, but God is telling me to tell you, go and buy yourself a, there is a books for, there is, you know, devotional books for wives and there is devotional books for, for, for husbands. Go to Amazon and find yourself some Christian devotional books for, you know, husbands uh, so that you can read as a future husband. That could be your gift that you can see every day because you are going to read it and you're going to see it every day. Or you can buy yourself, you know, a devotional book for wives. There are a lot of, you know, uh, wife books that you can, you can buy, you know, marriage books. And you can literally read that if that's what God is putting on your, on your heart. But buy something that you want to give to your future. You know, the, the Lord is reminding me right now of a pastor that was preaching one time and he was sharing how he prepared for his wife. And he said that every time that they had family dinner, he would always leave a table and a chair for his future wife next to him. He would always set the table. He would always put a plate, an empty plate and, and forks and knives and set it and have a chair right next to him. And his family would be looking at him. Some of them would be laughing. Some of them knew, you know, he's doing that because he's making room for when his future wife comes that he will not have to make room because in his mind in his heart and in his atmosphere the 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 thing that he's desiring that he knows that god has placed in him is already prepared the table has already been set there just needs somebody to come and sit in that table and this is not part of manifesting this is not manifesting no this is Someone who already had the desire that God already spoke to him through a prophet and prophesied to him that God is going to bring his wife. And so through that, he started to prepare himself for her. And so what God is saying is that he already has a wife for you as a husband. He already have a, 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 a husband for you as a wife. But you have to get yourself prepared, right? But the Bible says that you know, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. As a woman, you are his favor. And the enemy is trying to stop you from being his favor by ensnaring you with that spirit of perversion. But you have to remember that you are a favor for somebody. And you are a gift for someone. And also, someone is a gift for you. And a woman cannot be your favor as a woman. The Bible didn't say that. A woman that finds a woman or a man that finds a man. It says a man that finds a wife who is a woman finds a good thing and obtain favor. And so as a man, a man is not going to be your favor because that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says a wife. A husband is not going to be your, your favor as a, as a man. Okay? And the Bible says that a man who finds a wife. So you have to be a man to find a wife. So if you are being feminine and, mas and not masculine or, or not identifying yourself as a man, you will not be able to find your good thing and your favor, okay? And so you have to re remember that you are a man. There is identity in this scripture. One is a man and one is a wife. 
God is trying to lead you to be a wife as a woman. And God is trying to lead you to be a man as a man. There are many people who are men. They're not men. And, I'm, you know, they have boyish tendencies. And you can bring boyish tendencies to marriage, right? And you can bring homosexual tendencies to marriage either. A, woman, a wife is looking for a man, right? And a man is looking for a wife. So God is trying to bring you to your manhood. And God is trying to bring you as a woman to your wifehood. But the enemy is trying to remove you from that place. So God is saying that step one, remember to renounce those spirits, renounce perversion, renounce homosexuality. Do not agree with it because that's not who you are. You are a man in the scripture that's going to find his wife, right? And you are a wife that a man is going to find you as a woman. And the other thing is that God is saying that love yourself. Love yourself by buying things for yourself as a woman, if you were born a woman. And buying things for yourself as a man, if you were born a man. And also love your future husband as a, as a woman, as a wife. And love your future wife as a man, right? Because when you get this book to learn how to be a husband as a man, you are loving your future wife in that way. Because you're trying to prepare yourself, like how the man, the, like how the pastor put together the table and the, and the chair and the plates. And when you, do, when you do get your book as a future wife, right, as a wife, when you get your book and you read your book, the books on how to be a wife, what you're doing is that you're, you're loving your future husband even in that because you're preparing yourself to be the favor, the good thing that he, he needs, All right, now let's go to the next one. God wants you to know that you are not that spirit. You are not that spirit of homosexuality. You're not that spirit of lust. You're not that spirit of perversion. You are just under the influence of that spirit. Think about, okay, many of you have seen this. What I'm seeing is that that, that image you see, remember, I think many of you have seen it. There is like an elephant who has a rope around his neck and is tied to a little blue plastic chair. But because the elephant didn't, doesn't know that he has more weight than the chair, he was not, he was not moving. He was just bound to the chair that he, he himself, that elephant could literally snatch out of the place. And so that's what God is showing me that you know, when you have this spirit, that spirit doesn't have authority over you. You have authority over it because Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I have given you authority upon, you know, authority over serpents and scorpions and all the kingdom of darkness and nothing by any means could ever hurt you. But because you have a rope around your neck, because the enemy has, has, uh, has, has blinded your, 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 your understanding of your authority and even clouded your mind, you are seeing this thing, which is basically the plastic chair, blue chair, as more authority than you. But God wants you to realize that you are an elephant next to that chair, next to that, de- next to that spirit, next to that demon. You are more 
powerful than that demon is. Okay? And so you are not that spirit. You are just housing that spirit. And it's time for you to kick that spirit out of your, your, your presence, out of you. If you have the spirit, if you have love, if, if you love the people around you, you isolate yourself, but only have to, all right, okay, okay, Lord. All right, so if you have that spirit, if you have the spirit of perversion, homosexuality inside of you, I already talked about it so many times. This spirit is a transferring spirit, okay? It's a transferring spirit. I don't know how it does that, but it does. Every, the Bible says a bad company corrupts good judgment. Every single person that, all right, let's see. I talked about how last week, I talked about how I knew three people who were straight. And all of a sudden, I didn't see them anymore. They hanged out with other people that were uh, homosexual. And they became and, and they they got that spirit on them. So remember that that spirit is a transferring spirit. And if you love the people in your life, if you love the people around you, you gotta be careful not to transfer that. You how do I say it? You don't transfer the spirit, but the spirit does. You have to be careful. When you're going through deliverance, because if the spirit cannot be in you, it will want to be in someone else. And what the Lord is reminding me is of a dream that I had many years ago. Well, not many years. I was a couple years ago. Where in the dream, I was doing deliverance on somebody, uh, on a woman. And in the dream, I was commanding the spirit to come out. And the spirit finally came out. But immediately... The spirit, I saw the spirit leave the woman and go into the other person that was next to the woman. Why did the spirit go to the person that's next to the woman? It's because the other person had an open, open door. And an open door comes through offense, uh, rejection, anger. Wherever you have things in you that are not godly, it's an open door for the enemy to come in, right? And so it, it went in because the person was open to this spirit. And the thing about demons is that they will not leave. All right, how do I say this? It's hard. It's um, Demons will hold on to anything in your life that is not righteous to stay. So that's why... Before deliverance happened, I was telling you to get rid of certain things that you're having in your life, like the homosexual things that are happening, that, that you have in your life, the friendships, the relationships, you know, romantic relationships, homosexual things, you know, uh, things that you're watching, pornography, uh, even clothes that you're wearing, because they will not leave if you, ho- if you have those things in your life, because demons hold on to the things in your life to stay, the things that are not righteous, they will hold on to that as a, um, as a, an okay to stay, right? As, as a, um, a leeway to stay in your life. That's why when you go to deliverance, they break things off of you and they, 
they they um, they cause you to renounce certain things because without renunciation and repentance, those things are not going to leave, right? So when you are going through the, this deliverance, it's important to remove certain people out of your life. If you love them, you don't want to be around them because if that spirit leaves you, it will want to go to that person. I'm not saying that remove everybody out of your life because, you know, it's not good for men to be alone, right? You got to have community. And the Bible says that, you know, um, it pleases the Lord to see, you know, brethren come together and do not forsake the assembly of, you know, the church and all of that. So you have, you should have people in your corner, but these people should be praying for you. These should be people who have agreed to be in your life to pray you through this. Okay, these should be people that are strong in the spirit because this is a war. This is a war. There's a war because this is going to free you to be able to continuously walk in your purpose, to know who you are completely, to know that you're an, an apostle, you, to know that you're a prophet, to know that you're an evangelist, to know that you're an engineer, to know, to know that you're you know, a business person, to know that you are called. So you need people in your circle that are not going to be used by the enemy to ensnare you even more or to cause you to be stagnant in your deliverance. You need strong men and women of God in your presence. I would say, if you're a man, get the opposite sex in your presence to help you with this. If you are a woman, get the opposite sex, a man, um, to help you walk this path. Okay, it's not about how many people you have in your life that's important. It's about how many people you have in your life that are helping you to walk in purity, in righteousness, holy, in your purpose. That's what's important. You can have many people, but they are an, they are a snare. They are like a fish with a hook in its mouth. And you can have many people that are actually helping you swim deeper into your purpose. So which of them do you want to have? You have to look in your friendship um, circle and ask yourself, who do you want to transform in front? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus transformed in front Peter, James, and John. Not all the disciples. Who do you want to transform it from? Who do you want to transition from homosexuality to complete wholeness in front? Who do you want to transform from the, the, the perversive way, the homosexual ways to the, to the supernatural, to the, um, the called, the chosen woman or man of God that you are? The wholeness that you are, the man that you're supposed to be, or the woman that you're supposed to be, who do you want to transform in front? Because these people have to keep your secrets. Jesus told them not to go and tell when he transformed in front of them. So they have to see you transform and not go and blast. You have to be truthful in front of them, of these people. 
when you're struggling, you have to be able to go and, you know, call them and tell them, hey, you know, I need you to pray for me on this. I need you to there cannot be people that you cannot trust. Okay? So God wants you to find these people. Every time somebody who is addicted or struggling with something, they go to rehab. They leave everybody and go somewhere else to be with professionals to get help. They don't stop calling those people and talking to them on the phone, or, but they don't come around them often because they are being conse- consecrated. So this is going to be your consecration season. You, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, and a few of your Peter, James, and John is what you need for this moment of your life. You don't need to have all these people around you. Okay? You might feel like a monk. (laughs) Well, when I say you might feel like a monk, you feel like you don't have a lot of you know, people around you or you just get up, go to work, come back, worship, pray, seek your word, talk to your Peter, James, and John. You might feel, you know, you, you, you're not going to go out a lot because you are in your consecration season. You are getting deliverance. You will be surprised how each day of you doing this literally leads you to deliverance each day. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. What God is showing me right now is that when you do this, it's like the man when the Lord told him to walk and show himself to the priest. As he was going, he was made whole. He was healed, but while while he was going, he was made whole. Right? He was healed. But as he was going, he was made whole. And so your your journey of consecration will make you whole as you keep going. It says in, uh, let's read that. Let's read that Bible verse. Um, Let me find it. I'm sorry. When I come here, there are a lot of things that the Lord did not give it to me until I start to talk about it. And so bear with me. Luke, um... Luke 17, Luke 17 for 14, as well as Luke 5, 14. It says, don't tell anyone. All right, let's see. Let's look at it. Luke uh, 17, 14. It says, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Okay. As you go on this journey of consecration, you will be cleansed. That's how God is showing me. As you do this, you gradually, as you keep walking, you're going to be cleansed. Many of you, you feel it's hard to walk because you're, you feel like you have stones on your feet. But the more you keep stepping, even, even the little steps that you take is leading you to you being cleansed. Luke 5.14, it says, um, 
I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, and he, ch- and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. Okay, so the, the more you keep going, the Lord is saying is that you're going to be cleansed. All right. Important part is you got to surround yourself with opposite sex people. If you're going to get a therapist, I would say if you feel led, get a therapist. A Christian a Christian therapist will be the best one you can get. If you cannot get a Christian therapist, just ask the Lord to lead the right person to you. But get yourself opposite opposite sex people. Meaning if you're a man, get yourself, you know, People, pe- place people around you that is not going to tempt you, okay? That's not going to feed your, your yearnings and your desires. So get yourself around, you know, females. If you're a woman, get yourself around male, men, males, okay? Because you're trying to remove the things that feed you, okay? Because... When you have the spirit of homosexuality, you, you are not that spirit. But that spirit will want you to be around same sex so that it could feed you. So that you can look at those people in, that, in, in the way that it's causing you to look at them. Okay? In sexual ways that are not godly. Right? Because homosexuality is an abomination. It's a sinful thing that God is not in favor of. I already talked about how when the spirit leaves you, it will want to enter someone close to you. So that's why I'm saying that you got to remove. If you care about people around you, and if you know that they are not strong enough in the spirit, in God, then you got to remove yourself from them because that spirit want to go somewhere. When it leaves you, it got to go somewhere. Demons, they feel tormented when they're not in somebody or something. That's why when the demons in the, in the man, the legions, ask Jesus, can, can they go into the pigs? Because they need somewhere, somewhere to go. You might think the demon wants you to die. No, unless it's a suicidal demon. But suicidal demons, they, they, they get strength in causing you to kill yourself. But... Um, this demon needs your life because they need a place to dwell. But you have the power in you. God has given you the power in you through his word, through your, your encounter with him in prayer and worship, in obedience to his word, you can command the spirit to go. Some of you might say, oh, well, I have seen homosexual people be really close friends with other people, and they're completely fine. There are three reasons why. One reason is that because a person is very powerful. They are very powerful men or women of God. And so that spirit knows it cannot play with them. Or two they already have the homosexual spirit. Or three, that person has a Jezebel spirit. 
And Jezebel's spirit, I already talked to you guys about it, feeds the homosexual spirit. They are like Ahab and Jezebel. They are like combination. And so the reason why you keep attracting, you know, um, these type of people is because either one, they're very strong in the spirit, and so they know how to overtake that spirit, or they have a Jezebel spirit, or they already have a homosexual spirit. So you have to ask the Lord, what is it that they have? Is this a man of God that is called to help me get out of this lifestyle? Oh, is this a Jezebel that is here to ensnare me even the more? Or is this somebody who already has a homosexual spirit? So you got to ask the Lord and he will tell you. Two of them want to keep you bound. One of them want to keep you set free. Wanna, want to see you set free. And keep you set free. And help you be sent. To do the work of the Lord that God has placed upon your life. So whenever you see that the people in your life are okay for you to be homosexual. That they don't, they don't talk against it. They don't tell you, I love you, but I don't like your lifestyle. They don't, they don't um, rebuke you. They don't um, you know, tell you that about Jesus. If the people around you are... are acknowledging and helping you be homosexual, they are either Jezebels or already homosexual. Okay? Those two. That's it. Or something else. Or a different demon. Okay? Because a true child of God does not want to see your friends or your family or whatever you are to them be bound. Okay? They will rebuke if, if they are truly a man of God or a woman of God who has authority in, in the Lord. They will see that you are practicing that and they will tell you they love you, but they don't want to see you in that way. And they will try to help you come out of that lifestyle. Okay? That's one sure way to find out if indeed the person around you is a Jezebel a homosexual or a man or woman of God. All right. I will share with you this that you can ask the Lord to help you with. And then we're going to go on a break and then come back and continue with this. I remember, um, okay, there are times when not times, every time, every time somebody come in your life, and this is not for, you know, just people who are dealing with homosexuality, but this is for everybody, okay? You got to ask the Lord. One thing that the enemy, when you look in the word of God, the people that came into people's lives was what the enemy used to get to them even the more. Delilah coming into Samson's life, um, uh, Who else can I use? I, um, yeah, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, Judas coming into Jesus' circle. Now, Jesus already knew about Judas. Judas was important for, Ju- for Jesus' um, 
purpose to be sacrificed on the cross for our sake. There are Judases that are purposeful, and there are Judases that are not purposeful. Delilah was not purposeful for something. Okay? You got to ask the Lord, who is this person that is coming in my life? And what are they here for? What is their purpose? Why do you have this person in my life? Sometimes, there are people who come in your life that the other people that, that, that they are connected to are your tutors. And you can't really have your divine helper without having your Judas sometimes. And what I've seen about the Lord is that sometimes those people, those Judases that are connected to your divine helpers are actually supposed to be there. For example, Joseph, Potiphar was his divine helper. Actually, Joseph was divine helper to Potiphar, and Potiphar was divine helper to, you know, Joseph. But the Judas was Potiphar's wife. Now, Joseph cannot have Potiphar without having Potiphar's wife. Do you see what I'm saying? And so the Lord allowed Potiphar's wife to do all the things that she did. Yes, you know, Joseph resisted and all of that, but he still ended up, ended up in prison. But God used the prison to even the more train up Joseph and help him to be noticed and to help him to come out and be the leader, okay? Sometimes, like how the, the Bible says that, you know, the, the, the grain and the, the thorns have to grow together so that when they grow together, you can then cut it and remove the thorns from the, from the grain or from the wheat. The, sometimes, some people who come around you, they are your divine helpers, but the, 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 the things, the people, the other people that they come with are not divine. Okay? So you got to ask the Lord who's divine and who's not. And if it is the will of God for you to have your divine helper who has someone who is not divine, but actually a Judas, like how Potiphar and Potiphar's wife, then you can't really get Potiphar without getting Potiphar's wife, right? You can't really be around Potiphar without being, being around Potiphar's wife. So you got to get wisdom in how to handle Potiphar's wife. Like how Joseph got wisdom and how to handle her. There was a, 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 somebody who was telling me about a dream. And this person said that, well, I would say, I'm giving you a parable. Okay, I'm going to give you a parable. There was someone who, who had a dream. Before the, this person had a dream, she, um, she prayed to the Lord and asked the Lord, to show her who this person is in the dream. Because this person wanted to be in, in her life. And she was like, oh, I don't know who this person is. Show me. So she had a dream. And the Lord showed her who the person is. The Lord showed her that she's not ready to be in that person's life. Because that person had an, an agenda. In the dream, the person was ready to be in her life. 
but she wasn't ready. She was still wearing her her uh, towel that she was coming out of the bathroom. And that's a whole prophetic dream interpretation I'm not going to get into. But the, the, the main purpose of the dream was to show this woman that she was not ready to be friends with that person. And that person had an agenda. So you got to ask the Lord, who is this person and what is their agenda? The Lord will tell you, God wants you free. So he will tell you every single person that comes in your life that is not supposed to be there. Even those that are on your social media, because we are in the age of virtual, right? Even those that are in your social media, he will tell you. You got to listen and obey. What good is it if you hear the Lord and you don't obey? So this is what I'm going to leave you with. And we're going to go on a break. I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play two songs. I'm going to come back and we're going to finish this. Oh my gosh. I am literally like not even halfway through this. I feel like I'm going to have to do the part three. Holy, holy name on the one who saves. Say my. 
I believe with all of my heart that God desires that the things that the church were established on, the foundation of the church, that us as a younger generation, that we are not to abandon the foundations of God's church. All right, so that one, that song was All I Need by Todd Juinley. If never, if you've never, you know, ha, um, listened to his songs, it's so anointed. Um, also, I want to say this, that just because you have a spirit doesn't mean that God cannot use you. Remember that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are without repentance. What does that mean? It means that there are people who are using the gifts and are not living right. For example, many people who are psychics and witches and warlocks are actually, were actually supposed to be in the prophetic. They were even people who are, who were monks or like, um, when I say monks, I mean like people who did like Buddhism stuff, like people who are like Buddhist and really deep into like spiritual things that are not of God, they were supposed to be in the prophetic. But their introduction to the spiritual realm was not through the light of Jesus. It was through darkness. Um, and so many psychics and witches and warlocks, they're using the gifts but they're not using it for the right purpose. And they're getting their sources from the devil, not from God. So you can, there are people who are very, you know, uh, they know how to sing. They know how to play instruments. They know how to uh, do a lot in the realm of the spirit. But they're not living right. They may, they might have homosexuality, homosexual spirits. You know, they might even be fornicating. They might be drinking, doing drugs, and all of that. But you'd be like, how are they still? You know, especially when you know people are exposed who are in the church. Like you, you most people are like, oh, how how are they being able to cast out demons and 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 heal the sick and and do all of this and you know god give grace for a season but when god lifts his hands off of a man oh he lifts his hands off and that's when other spirits come and take position that's why when god left saul he didn't even know god departed from him even with samson when god departed from samson he didn't even know it so there is the gift, but it comes without repentance. So you got to find out where the source is coming from. If it's not Jesus, run. I would say run, forest, run. <laughs> if it's not Jesus, take a different route. All right, welcome back. So we're going to continue. The fourth one, your dream realm is very 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 important through this you know whenever i'm talking about like certain points 
Here comes this shaking, this truck. Yeah, because guess what? There is a shaking coming in your dream room. That's why. Your dream room is very important. The spirit of homosexuality, lust, perversion. Um, many of you have had dreams of sexual encounters with the same sex in your dream room. Many of you have found yourself in very vivid, very vivid, and very um, lustful dreams. People who are seers have a lot of vivid dreams. People who are seers, they, they don't just see when they're awake, but they also see when they dream. What God is showing me right now is that when you're going through, you're, you're already, as you know, somebody who has homosexual spirit, you already have had dreams of perversion. You've had dreams where you've had, you were being sexual in your dream with the same sex. And that is not good because that is an entry of the incubus succubus spirit. That is an entry of the marine spirit. Okay, I'm not going to go into that because uh, it's going to be too long. But whenever you have sex dreams where you're having sex, even if the person is the opposite sex, you got to pray and break it. Because virtue is leaving you, one, two, you are creating a covenant in the realm of the spirit. Okay? Your dream realm is so important that the enemy can sometimes creep in. In your dream realm, dreams are important. God speaks through dreams many times. He spoke to Joseph through a dream um, concerning how to handle Mary when, you know, he found out that she was pregnant. He had to intervene. And, and tell Joseph, no, she's with, she's with child, but with the Holy Spirit, okay? And um, uh, what's his name? Jacob had a dream when he laid his head on the rock, right? There's a lot, even Joseph dreamt, right? Um, you got to be careful with your dream room. I want you to take a journal and write down what, what you've been dreaming. If it's a lot of sexual things, you got to stop praying and breaking it. You got to pray before you go to bed and pray after you, go to, after you wake up, okay? Take your dream room seriously because, because you're going through consecration, because you're, stepping, you're going toward your, your freedom, the enemy will try and find any way possible to come in. And your dream room is one of the ways that he would try, okay? Try and pray 5 to 35 minutes before you go to bed. If you don't know how to pray, just start 5 minutes. Just every, every, every day before you go to bed, 5 minutes. It will turn into 20 minutes. It will turn into 30 minutes. It will turn into an hour. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and let me tell you this. Yes, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and still have demons. You can't. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. Demons dwell, dwell in your flesh, in your body. Okay, that's why. So, if you know how to pray in tongues, pray in tongues for 30 minutes before you go to bed. Okay? It says that if you don't have the words to say, the, the, the Spirit will search you. The Spirit will, will pray through you. Okay? Five minutes before you go to bed. Read 
scripture about purity. Find some Bible verses on purity and read it. Okay? Find Bible verses on purity and read it. Pray in tongues and listen to what God wants to say. If you find yourself still dreaming about having sex in your dream, you got to go to your pastor and, and ask your pastor to pray and break, break that thing off of you. Because that means that you either have a spiritual spouse, okay, or um, there's an entry door to your dream room that the enemy is using. And you got to break it. Sometimes it could be through witchcraft. So you got to break it, okay? You can also play the word of God in your house before you go to bed. Play it. Bible app, you can play Bible app. You can open, you know, play the Bible in your house, in your car, anoint your home, anoint your house, and put on your daily full armor of the Lord every single day. Do not give even an inch for the enemy to come in. Okay? So those, that's what you got to do. Take your dream realm seriously. Your dream realm is so serious. Like when I tell you it's serious, it's as serious as when, when, when uh, Joseph dreamt and saw what happened happen in reality. That's how serious it is. Okay? Take it seriously. There's also going to be divine dreams that you're going to have. The more you seek the Lord in prayer and in worship and in his word. He's going to bring, there is deliverance that happen in your dream room. Deliverance can also happen in your dream room. You can have dreams where you, you, you'll be there and you see yourself and you see a spirit leaving you. Or you see something dark leaving you. Uh, some of you will see that in your dream room. Some of you will um, even have encounters with um, deliverance, deliverance ministers or even even pastors or even people who are you know well known in in the church and they will lay hands on you you may even encounter angels in your dream room okay those are also deliverance deliverance doesn't just happen when you know through the word of god or through somebody putting their hands on you but it happens in your dream room as well okay and you will get visitations in your dream room. Some of you might find yourself in the bathroom a lot. You're like, you're, you're pooping or you're peeing or you're vomiting. It's all deliverance and it's a good thing, okay? Whenever you see yourself in the bathroom in your dream, it means that there is deliverance happening. There is cleansing happening. There is, there is um, healing happening, okay? So write your dreams down. If you don't understand, ask the Lord. If you, don't, if, you, if you can go to your pastor, somebody who's prophetic that you know, you can ask them to help you interpret your dreams. But if you're having dreams about sex, you got to stop praying about your dreams before you, you go to bed. The last, the, the last one I'm going to talk about before the next episode that I'm going to have. I'm going to have to do another episode for this. Uh, you got to write down write, what the Lord was telling me this morning is to tell you guys to write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself and write a letter to God. And then write a letter to your future husband. If you're a woman, write a letter to your future husband. If you're a man, write a letter to your future wife. And the letter to yourself. Write eight things you like about yourself as the sex that God gave you. Eight things that you like as a woman that God called you to be. Eight things that you like as a man that God called you to be.
the things that you like about yourself before you became homosexual. Write those things down. Then write seven things you don't like about the homosexual spirit. If you think you, you, you don't know anything, just ask the Lord to help you write it down. Okay? Holy Spirit will help you. Write eight things you like to do in the future when you are whole, when you are completely delivered, that you know that God can help you to continue to practice freedom. The reason why God gave me seven and eight is because eight is the, is the number of new beginnings. Seven is the, num- is the number of completion. Okay, so let the Holy Spirit lead you in writing these letters. Okay, I know these things that I'm saying can be like, oh, where is the come out in Jesus' name? Where is the, you know, deliverance? This is your deliverance. This is your deliverance. This is part of your deliverance. The last thing I'm going to say today is that fast, fast. God can do deliverance very quickly. There are people, I remember, I remember my apostle saying that God can literally deliver somebody from homosexuality instantly. Instantly. He can do it in a second, in a millisecond. Okay? But there are times that many of you probably have prayed and say, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. You know, you don't want it, you don't want it, you don't want it. Deliver, deliver, deliver. You want to be set free, you want to be set free, but it's not leaving. It's because he wants to take you through a process. He wants to take you through a process because through that process, you can, you can reaffirm who you, he called you to be through that process, you will, even the things that I'm not saying, some of you are going to go deeper into God that he's going to show you other things that you are going to be, whoa, Bernice didn't say this about this, but God is going to add to it. He's going to add. I'm just planting the seeds. He's going to add to it. He's going to add the increase. Okay. So I want you to fast. Okay. Every single day you can fast from social media, you can fast from food, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you, you, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, you can fast from friends, from people, okay, you can fast from habits, okay, whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to fast from, obey and do it, if you're fasting from food, you can do, you know, morning to 12 and break it at lunchtime or however long the Holy Spirit tells you, and one thing is, when you're breaking your fast, I want you to do this. The Lord was telling me this morning, he's like, write it down. I'm like, okay. God wants you to break your fast with communion. Communion has power. I'm going to tell you my own personal, personal testimony about communion. Communion is so wonderful. And ah, uh, thank you, Lord. The reason why I started off, I didn't even know God was just tying this to the end. This is the end of this episode, okay? I'm going to do the last part next time. But, I, you know, when I was praying and when I was talking, I was talking about communion, about how God 
There's a suffering in the cup of communion. You are so funny, Lord. God is so funny. Anyway, I didn't even see how this was going to tie together. But all right, uh, here it is. You, you, God wants you to take communion to break your fast. Okay. If you forget to take it, that's fine. That means that, you know, you were not, you were not supposed to take it that day. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. This is not legalism. This is not, you know, law. This is not, this, this is not like you have to do this or this. no. You're flowing with the Holy Spirit. That's why I, I say this is what you do, but let the Holy Spirit lead you. God is going to tell you exactly what it is that you need to do for yourself. Okay? Fast and take communion. <clears throat> you might not take it every day. You, you might skip some days. It's okay. Whatever the Lord is telling you. But he wants you to take communion. And when you take the communion, remember, because it's, it's, it's in remembrance of Jesus. Remember why you're taking it. Remember what Jesus has done for you. It's important to have that, that, that quiet time, that silly time, that, that silly time of remembering the glory of Jesus, remembering the life of Jesus, remembering what he's done for you. There are times when I take communion, I'm like, I remember what God has done for me, what, where he's taken me from, what he's, what he's saved me from, what he's delivered me from. There are things that I remember in remembrance of him. So you got to remember. And that is building your faith because it's showing you that if he's done this before, he can do this now. I'm going to share my, my testimony of 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 uh communion i remember when i was at church i was living in sin at that time i was lustful when i tell you i was not living right <laughs> that was many years ago thank god for deliverance and salvation that was during the time that i was very you know lustful in my dressing and all of that and i remember i was at church and i was taking communion and i put a communion in my mouth and i was just coughing i was like just coughing the communion was just i was about to choke on the on the i, I did not choke on the the bread but on the cup the the blood of jesus was what i was choking on and you know i had family members around me and they were looking at me like uh <laughs> i was going through deliverance i was so you might feel coughing you might cough you might sneeze you might yawn let it out when you're taking the communion okay every day when you're taking the communion or whenever the lord leading you to take communion let it out because you are yawning out you are burping out you're burning up there is deliverance in communion you will be surprised there is healing in communion all right and you can look up communion from the word of god uh, how to take communion from First Corinthians. Um, let me open it for you guys. Before you take communion, you want to examine yourself. The Bible says that many people are sick because they have not examined themselves before taking communion. It's very important that you do, you obey the Lord word here, Okay. You gotta examine yourself. So first Corinthians eleven twenty-three to thirty-four. I would say read first Corinthians eleven twenty-seven to thirty-four before you start communion at first Corinthians eleven twenty-three to twenty-six. Okay. So this ends 
our episode today. And some of you are asking, how long shall I fast until you see a breakthrough? Some of you might be a week. Praise the Lord. It might be a day. Praise the Lord. How long should you fast? Some some of you might just be an hour. Praise the Lord. Fast until you see a breakthrough. Fast until the Lord lifts up the fast. And how do you know when the Lord has lifted up fast? I'll tell you my own personal. I remember I, I was taking on a fast. Like a whole year, God took me on a fast. And literally, like, I was not somebody who skipped breakfast. I wasn't. I loved my 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 oats and my you know um eggs and bacon and pancakes i i love my breakfast but but for some reason the lord took me off breakfast like i at a certain time i just did not desire to eat breakfast in the morning because he put a fast on my life to not desire breakfast i i ate lunch but i did not eat breakfast and that was the Lord putting me on a fast. Fasting is not just being empty with your belly. Reading your word. Praying. Washing your face. You know, anointing yourself. Um, worshiping. Listening to worship music. Not cursing. I know somebody here. I don't know why the Lord led me to say that. But somebody's cursing. You can't be cursing when you're fasting. Okay? Ask the Lord to, take, to, 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 to cleanse your, your, your mouth like how he did with Isaiah with the angel okay that brought coals to cleanse his mouth so the Lord took me on a fast and then when I started to you know desire to eat at a certain time that's when the fast was being lifted off that you you know when a fasting is being lifted off of you when you start to be very 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 hungry like you don't desire to fast anymore and sometimes it might be the enemy, but you know, you would know. You would know when the fast is over. I remember when I fasted for, for days. Um, I'm not going to say how many days I fasted. But when I fasted for days, I remember during certain days, I was not hungry. But then as the fast was about to end, that's when the hunger started very, very intensely. So you would know when the fast, when there's no more grace for the fast in the beginning it will be hard it will be hard because you're fighting your flesh you remember i talked about how there are three realms right you, ha- you have your first heavens your second heavens and your third heavens okay you're fighting your flesh in the first heavens okay when you get to certain part it's easier all right but you gotta press through all right so today ends our teaching today in our deliverance session for from the spirit of perversion for whom from homosexuality continue to read read the bible verses that i gave you last time about you know that is against homosexuality in the word of god and all the things that i've said remember them and do them put them into practice be doer of what god is saying is telling you today i was in worship the lord was downloading it to me giving me all these steps to give to you guys, okay? And God is going to fill anything that I left out that was not given to me. Even when he gave me things and when I came and sat here and, and started to 
you know, teach you guys and, and pray and all of that. Everything I prayed about, I didn't, I did not know what I was going to pray until I started to pray. And then he led me to prophesy to you guys. Even the things that I, some of the things that I said, it's not in my notes because he's, he's speaking. So he wants to see you free. Do not ever let you, do not ever think God doesn't want nothing to do with you. No, he, he wants everything to do with you. He wants to see you free. Okay. He wants to see you delivered. Okay, so next time I'm going to spend a couple times and talk about the next things. Okay, um, and that's going to be the last session. Um, the next episode is going to be the last session for this series. And I want you guys to do this. For how many months you have to do it. For how many weeks. For how many days you have to do it. But you got to be consistent. Because God loves consistency. Okay. He's, faith, he's a faithful father. God is consistent with us. And so we have to be consistent with him. Okay. Then be focused. Be focused. Anything that try to come to stop you from getting your freedom. And staying on your freedom road. Needs to go. Okay. What God is telling me right now, some of you might, you, some of you have to break off some relationships, some romantic relationship, actually. Some of you actually have some relationship that have friendships, but you are trying to make it into romantic relationships. And it's homosexual relationships that God is not in favor of. And I want to reaffirm you in this. God says... He has a husband for you as a wife. God has a wife for you as a husband. Remember last time I told you, wherever the enemy is fighting you, the most is where you have the most victory. That wherever the devil, that wherever the devil is fighting you the most, is where you're gonna have the most victory. So, if the enemy is fighting you in your sexuality, you got it. That means there is victory there that he doesn't want you to acquire. I want you to look at Romans 8, 8 38 to 39. I want to reaffirm this over you and reestablish it that it says, for I am persuaded that neither death. All right. Okay, God. God wants you to read Romans 6, 7, and 8. As you're fasting, he wants you to focus on Romans 6, 7, and 8. Okay? Um, all right, Lord. Let's see. Romans 8, 37 to 39 says, Nay, I'm reading from the King James Version. Nay, in all things... Let me read from another version because I don't want to... Some of you might not really understand uh, King James, so I want to make sure that you get, you get it. All right, New King James Version. Yet in all, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Let's pause. Angels, principalities, powers, death, life, even the things that are to come in the future. Okay? Remember that we are going to judge angels. All right? Nor death, excuse me, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. Created thing. Any other created thing. Nothing in this world shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. The key here is that the love of God is in Christ Jesus. It's found in Christ Jesus. So uh, if you want to see the love of God, you have to get to know Jesus. Okay? You have to get to know Jesus. And I feel like I need to um, extend salvation to somebody. So neither the spirit in you, okay, that it's not you, but it's just the spirit in you. It's not who you are. That spirit cannot separate you from the love of God. And so you are loved by God. Tell yourself, I am loved by God. I am loved by God. Just as you are right now. That's why he wants to help you to be who he's called you to be. And he's still going to love you then. He loves you now. He's going to love you even more. His love never stops. He loves you great even now. He loves you more even now. Okay, so nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come, not heights, not depth, not create other created things, not angels, not death, not life, nothing. Not even you can separate you from the love of God. Okay, so I want you to remember that. And I want you to embrace who God called you to be, a woman or a man. I hope you have a, lo a lovely day. I'm going to extend salvation to the person that God is leading me to, to extend salvation to. I want you to repeat after me. That's the end of the um, episode. <laughs> but I want you to re repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. And I ask you to give me the love of God, which is found in you. I ask you that you forgive me for my sins. I believe that you came on earth as man in flesh, as the word in, in flesh. And you uh, suffered and died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you rose up. And you are sitting at the right hand of God. And so I come boldly to you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, all my, my actions, my deeds, my words, the things that I did, known and unknown. I repent before you today. And I ask you to forgive me. I receive your salvation. I receive your forgiveness, Jesus. And I believe and I walk in complete freedom from all my sins. I am no longer the past. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer the old me. But because who the sun sets free is truly free, indeed, 
I walk in my new, my newness. I walk in who you called me to be. If you're a woman, say the woman of God that you called me to be. If you're a man, say the man of God that he called you to be. That I am new in Christ. That the old has passed away. Behold, I am new. And so I ask you, Jesus, to be the Lordship of my life. God, be the Father of my life. Holy Spirit, be my friend. Be my comforter. Be my teacher. I open my heart to you, Holy Spirit, that you will come and fill every empty place, every place in me, every darkness. Fill it, Holy Spirit. Let the light of Jesus fill me completely. In the name of Jesus, I receive you today. And I am a child of God. And I am loved by God. And I am free from sins. Lead me today from this day going forward, Lord Jesus. You are my Father. You are my Master. You are my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So if you receive the Lord Jesus, hugs, virtual hugs. God loves you um, and he wants to see you completely who he's called you to be, the great woman of God that he called you to be, the great man of God that he called you to be. There's abundance in the Lord. All right, so you have a blessed day and I will talk to you all next week for our final um, deliverance session. This is things that you have to do. So you have to write them down and do it. And when you're doing it, God is right there with you. You're not going to be alone with it. It's you and God. Trust me, he has angels assigned to you. God has angels assigned to you to help you come out of this. Okay? So you're not doing it alone. You have a lot. There are more with you than there are against you. So as Elijah prayed, God, I pray that you open their eyes. That they will see the chariots around them. You see, they, they will see the more that is with them than, than those that are against them. In Jesus' name. Have a blessed day, one, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Devoted Today.
You can change whatever you want to change. You can heal whatever you want to heal. You can deliver whatever you want to deliver. I give it up to you. I surrender it to you. Because you're Father. And there's nobody like you. Who's like my Father? You are Alpha Daddy. And we love you. And we love you. And we love you. And we love you. We love you, Alpha Father. We surrender it all. You can take the depression. You can take the sickness. You can take the suicide. We want you to live in our hearts.
there's nothing like talking to someone that wants to hear you. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. Father, we seek you tonight. Ooh. 